Welcome to another edition of What You Spinning. This is episode 39. One episode away from our next spectacular extravaganza episode, which will be Tribe Called Quest. Uh, we'll introduce our picks for that at the end of this episode, as per usual. Uh, and also, as per usual, uh, I'm Dorian, as always, joined by Jake, looking mighty fine in the gray zip-up today. And Matt rocking the Rockets hat and the floater t-shirt. Yes, We're sir. all here and ready to rock mm-hmm. to talk about some great stuff. But uh, how are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing great. Doing ready. good, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. It's a good week. It's always a good week, but mm-hmm. I like this week and that's mm-hmm. building up into, I think, probably going to be one of my favorite uh, milestone episodes. Cause mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get in the tribe, but yeah, I think this episode that we're doing now is very eclectic with all the picks that we chose too. Right, very different, you know, yeah. genres if you want to call it that. But like, we all just went out way there. out there, which is very cool. And and one thing that I like is I was thinking about this on the drive over, is none of us did a true hip hop album, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of wash it out of our system for an episode Mm -hmm. and then talk about one of the greatest rap groups of all time with with tribe so i'm i'm super stoked for this episode i really loved uh all three of these picks uh but it goes without saying next week next week's gonna be bitching too Mm -hmm. uh We'll have some cool swag next week too. Should be a good one. Definitely tune in. Stay tuned. Yeah. Um but no, uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and uh, just jump right on in here. Uh, actually, before we do that, i uh, got to address some stuff. Uh, you'll notice that on the uh, YouTube channel right now, unfortunately, episode 16, which was Shuggy Otis, Rammstein, De La Soul, and 3-6, unfortunately got mm-hmm. taken down well after it came out that was uh, a really good email to wake up to on monday morning um <laughs> god damn it dude damn an episode from like four months ago i was like are yeah. you shitting me and yeah, so a good episode at that exactly so that got taken down due to some copyright strikes with some snips I've, i was kind of pushing the envelope with that and then also i actually feel bad for bringing this up to you guys on camera rather than off oh shit uh outcast has apparently been not on youtube our outcast episode really has apparently not been on youtube wow. i could have swore i watched it I've, i watched it too but it like so we have like I watched it. Yeah, I watched we it. have like a handful of views on it and it's been there every time i've like scrolled through i never got an email that it got taken down but i went and was looking this morning and it's gone so huh. but house of the thousand corpses on there yeah it's really huh. weird yeah. i want yeah it's yeah i was really surprised but uh Dang. so anyway and if you go to our youtube channel to watch us or anything over a little bit you'll notice that uh some episodes are going to be or all of the episodes since we started doing snippets are going to be re-uploaded because i'm going to go through and scrub all the snips out because i don't want the whole goddamn channel to get taken down because that would suck because Mm. we've worked really hard on this and the last thing i want is for all of that to go to waste and have it all get torn down you know especially with all the new upgrades we've been doing and stuff Mm -hmm. it's all right we could always just 
keep him in the vault, you know? Yeah. Another episode. Yeah. So, just get another cool. external and it's just the lost tapes, what you spin What you spin in lost tapes. Cool, uh, but no, so just wanted to bring that up to the viewers uh, and the fans. Uh, kind of shitty, but comes with the territory, you know, mm-hmm. of pushing the envelope. Uh, and then also after Tribe, uh, because we've been grinding, you know, like New Year and Christmas and everything, we're going to do a little two-week hiatus and then we'll be right back. Uh, for episode 41 uh, with some really great picks, I'm sure. So uh, without further ado, now let's dive into the goddamn episode. We're going to start with me. And my pick for this week was, boom, 10,000 Days by Tool. It was their fourth, yeah, fourth. I was like, are we count, we count Opiate, right? I count Opiate. So fourth studio album released in 2006. Uh, it was actually the last album they released for 13 years until Fear Inoculum came out in 2019. So this was the newest tool for uh, like an entire teenager's lifetime. Uh, which, pretty much. Which is pretty unreal. Yeah. Like uh, it's it's insane that they managed to take a break for that long. And still have a fan base that was like, <laughs> yeah. we love you. <laughs> exactly. It really, it really shows how diehard Tool fans mm-hmm. are. But uh, yeah. 10,000 Days, Tool, released in 06. I've got some stuff to say about it, but uh, what about you boys? So, I'll go, because I feel like uh, I listen to rock music, but Tool is one of those that I have, those bands that I have respect for. Uh, I did grow up listening to, like, Lateralis. Mm-hmm. We brought up uh, Enema, mm-hmm. and now this. Um, this album, man, holy shit. Yeah. Holy crap, like, it's so good. Um, you could hear everything about it, like the vocals, the band, the synchrony, like they're all one mind. Mm-hmm. Like they're just mm-hmm. all so connected with their music. It's crazy that, yeah, saying that now, this was an album that was like nothing came out after it for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was looking at their like album list, and yeah, that's true. And then even the following album that they did it came out like in what 2019 2019 yeah so it's pretty recent yeah um but that's a big that's a big gap right to just kind of leave like in open air mm-hmm. but they left it at a like a perfect mark like an album yeah. that cemented like tool mm-hmm. all their other albums that they have done this one mm-hmm. kind of really brought everything together and like just like a big like just statement to the yeah. whole like genre um and a lot of the songs on it you know it's typical tool fashion they're really long yep uh, a lot of sections a lot of breakdowns Mm -hmm. um i always like the interludes that they have and the transitions yeah like the transition from i forget what skit it is or what song but it goes into um are you talking Lost Keys into Rosetta Stone? Yes, into Rosetta yeah. Stone, where it's like someone in like a hospital or something, and then it yep. Like yep. goes into that. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff about this album is really great. Yeah. I really appreciated it. So. Fuck yeah! I'm glad you liked it. Uh, yeah, Tool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we all love Maynard. Yeah. We all love his vocals, and I mean, I think his vocal was a little bit less heard on this album and we heard more of Adam Jones's guitar work mm-hmm. and Danny Carey's drum work and Just, Justin Chancellor's bass lines that were, you know, indeed superb. Um, Adam Jones used a lot of different stuff. He had a pipe bomb mic, which yeah. a guitar mic and a 
what was it? A, it was just a cylinder. In a brass it? cylinder. Yeah. And then he had that talk box for Jombie. Yeah. Kind of Frampton style, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Um, and Tool likes to take breaks. I think Lateralis was the last album before this, and that was a five-year break. So I feel like yeah. they always they had that break between mm-hmm. albums where they're just like, we're going to work on music, and we're not just going to push it out. You know, mm-hmm. We want to make sure that it's what we want. And they've yeah. always been that way, I feel like. I can't remember. I feel like I've in correct me if I'm like I don't know if you've heard this too I felt like the like they toured so aggressively for Lateralis and I think that some of the tracks off of this were like written in that touring process they were and they toured with uh, Fantanimous Mike Patton's band with Dave Lombardo right and so a lot of this album was written during that time frame Mm -hmm. when when they were touring so aggressively for Lateralis Mm -hmm. which is a a fantastic album I know that we'll talk about it at some point as well Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's so it's insane to think about it from that standpoint you know mm-hmm. you're touring for an insane album and you're writing your next insane album mm-hmm. like <laughs> um, but no it's uh, you get to see you know if you look at the extra aspects to this it's uh, uh, from like Undertow you know the music videos off of Undertow and Lateralis there's a lot of claymation used mm-hmm. with Adam Jones this with Vicarious, it's his first uh, venture mm-hmm. into CGI mm-hmm. music videos with Vicarious, like I showed y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so even, like, they really it was an escape. It was kind of, let's kind of jump off the cliff of the early 2000s and do something. And the fact that this came out in 06, you listen to a lot of you know, the rock music, the mainstream rock music from that time, mm-hmm. You get a lot of Seether and other groups like that. And this was so ahead of its time. And it's kind of weird to say for an album that is, I mean, at this point, it's almost 20 years old, which is in, insane to think mm. about. But 2006, yeah. you don't really think about a lot of groundbreaking stuff, you know, like right. ahead of its time mm-hmm. isn't really applied to that. Yeah. But this album was with how ambitious it was with the instrumentation and even uh, Maynard's lyricism on a lot of the songs on this is is top notch, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It has it has one of my favorite bridges of Tool uh, off of Rosetta Stone. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite bridge. Uh, it's my favorite bridge that Tool ever did. Uh it's short you know in 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 retrospect you know it's 11 songs and there is a lot of interludes or you know songs like uh days and uh so wings from marie part oh, one and two, two yeah. yeah there's songs like that to where it's really slow but when they're really kicking ass they're kicking the they're kicking your goddamn face off yeah like, the last like three four minutes of Ten Thousand days yeah Ooh, dude damn. when it builds up and it's oh yeah. Hold the on. lyricism I, on that song is so good too that's I, one of the things i remember about it uh you're the only one who can hold your yep. head up high yep. shake your fist at the gate saying i've come home now fetch me the spirit the son and the father tell them their pillar of faith has ascended it's my time now my time now give me my give me my wings that right there like exactly like you said Ten Thousand days it has i feel like a lot of people if they weren't Tool fans, they probably didn't listen to this album cover to cover, but the guys that mm-hmm. did try probably skipped over that song because of the slow intro. I did. <laughs> oh, At no. First I did, yeah. Yeah, I did. But then it's yeah. like you listen to the whole song and it's got this hidden just badassness mm-hmm. in it. It does. And, yeah. Because uh, part one is really slow. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, part two, oh, it's also slow. And then it just 
punches you right in the face. Yeah. It goes in super hard. And then Vicarious for an intro. Dude. Whew. Damn, dude. It's like, it was one of those, like, when you're listening to something and then, you know, like, something about it just kind of hits your ear right. And you yeah. have that, like, stank face. You're like, Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I would, that was how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Same thing on the second song. Zombie. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God, man. Damn the my guitar eyes. Work. Yeah, the guitar yeah. work. Yeah. The and guitar then Danny Carey brought his own like unique uh, instrumentation onto this album by creating a mandala mm-hmm. with another person and incorporating that into the drums. And I guess it's just basically a it's like a drum pad. Yeah, but you can do so many different things with that, it. That uh, the Numa video, mm-hmm. the thing when it in the beginning. Uh, yeah, and in the middle part uh, where it kind of goes back to that that little thing that's got the mandala yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. That's what that's he created. That's okay. what that is. It's literally. Uh, so it's a drum pad that just has different zones with sensors in it, mm. and wherever he hits, it creates a different percussive sound. So it's like a beat pad on steroids, okay. because it's not buttons, it's just one drum head, and it's just wired a certain mm-hmm. way. Mm. It's unreal. That is crazy. Uh, but yeah, to bring that to something that you know for reference, yeah. the NUMA video. And um, then the album cover, I know they had work, worked with Alex Gray on Lateralis a little bit, but mm-hmm. Alex Gray had a lot of interpretation from ayahuasca and dmt experiences to yeah, come up that with that visual uh, psychedelic he said he saw a lot of godheads on one vision he had and that kind yeah. of helped him inspire this album cover yeah they always i mean tool always has insane album covers right well and you shared uh you did an instagram post this week about lateralis and that's always yeah. one of my that's always been one of my favorite album yeah. covers mm-hmm. is the cross section of the dude mm-hmm. and then you have the uh the release of Lateralis that I used to own before I sold it of where the picture discs picture are, disc. Dude, yes. the yeah. organs slowly getting taken out. Dude, yes. they go so hard with that, dude, Those with their album releases. Bad. It's so unreal. It's one of the so more bad. memorable vinyls I own. Yeah. Because yeah. of that. I had to, I took it out so that way it wouldn't get fucked up. But uh, this surprisingly was opened when I bought it from Moonrock and it still had the poster in it. Oh, and okay. it's, uh, it's like huge, like a square of the cover and then on the back mm. it's kind of this it's like this is what the other side of it is really cool it's like red with all the faces that's and really stuff. cool um but yeah dude they they go so hard with their album releases and the the cd of this i also have and matt had like little lenses well, like a little binocular kind of stuff yeah there, right it was literally like flapped on the front and then you opened it and then there was a little flip book and you looked through these lenses and mm-hmm. you could look at the picture normally but then you looked through it through the lenses at it and it would change and it would be like Whoa. super trippy that's cool dude it was sick <laughs> it's so dope uh they also had some uh, guest appearances just one by a artist called Lustmord. yeah who is more like a dark ambient brian eno basically yes he just creates some weird like i'm in a cave and i'm gonna create some evil music like yeah i've had a couple on of those albums on what song was that on it's just the instrumental part on i think it's one of the wings from i think it was yeah. i think oh. it was wings part yeah. one mm-hmm. yeah and Lustmord actually did work with pussifer didn't mm-hmm. he yep. yeah mm-hmm. he ended up doing uh i think he was on the remix album for v's for vagina yep. he was yeah he was yep. yeah he did he did a couple remixes on that album mm-hmm. so him yeah. and him and maynard are tight mm-hmm. i That's was cool. hope i was like oh i almost forgot about that i'm glad you brought that up yeah. too because i remember finding him a long time ago and it was just i like the ambient style music and it was his is very like dark and like mm-hmm. almost not scary but like if you're in the dark yeah yeah it's a little scary it's a little spooky <laughs> yeah it's a little horror movie <laughs> type of vibe yeah, yeah. Uh, but man, 
Goddamn. Another song I feel like everyone has probably heard if you've listened to Tool of the Pot. Oh, it's dude. Like, that got the most radio play, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. That opening bass line. And, dude, Maynard just belting about the fucked up legal system. Mm-hmm. Give me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to, <laughs> I'll take that any day of the week. Uh, his delivery throughout the whole song too. Oh yeah, foot and mouth. You know, it's just it's so good. Foot and mouth and head up asshole. What you talking? What you talking about? about? <laughs> it's just so oh. tight. It flows so well. He's he is really just command like really piloting that song, mm-hmm. and he's really hitting the top of his vocal register on that too, and with that intro, mm-hmm. like who are you? I'm like, mm-hmm. damn man, you got some pipes, dude. Right. Yeah. When I was hearing it, because I was like, is this Maynard? Is this someone else? Yeah, because there are a little bit yeah, more. He uses is. a bit more of a vocal effect on this album than I think anything previous. Mm-hmm. Not that it's a, a takeaway, but he no. just you know, elevates his vocal a little bit more. Right. Mm-hmm. He did, and that is, that's a very good point you bring up, because there is a little bit more use of the vocal effect on this mm-hmm. that wasn't really seen on Lateralis, mm-hmm. but was kind of flirted with throughout Enema. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they took a little, they took a little breather from mm-hmm. it after Enema, and then Maynard was like, let's do something wild because this album if you if you compare it and lateralis they're they're the same kind of but this is in my opinion like so much more ambitious and every album from them is like that mm-hmm. you know you and i have talked ad nauseum about fear inoculum being so much different mm-hmm. than any of their other catalog mm-hmm. uh so i thought that was really cool too i was like oh man because i went through and also did a tool deep dive you know mm-hmm. and i was like Oh shit! There oh, yeah. wasn't there wasn't a lot of vocal effect uh, other than like ticks and leeches on right. lateralis, mm-hmm. and then they kind of went back to it. Maybe Enema had that song itself had a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. but... and then uh, Jimmy and Third Eye, I think, had mm-hmm. a little vocal effect. Third Eye for sure, for sure. God, I love that song. Um, but real quick, I wanted to read these lyrics because we did talk about Rosetta Stone. Uh, the bridge part, just the lyric, because the whole song's about a dude who took too much acid, mm-hmm. like was tripping hardcore, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. It's the you want to listen to the best song That's about really cool. you want to listen to the best song about tripping on acid. Listen to Rosetta Stone because nothing else compares, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But that bridge part where the song's like almost twelve minutes long, and seven and a half minutes in, they start doing this, or they've already been doing this instrument break, and then it starts to kind of build and build into this bridge Mm -hmm. where Maynard comes back and he's just yelling and he says overwhelmed as one would be placed in my position such a heavy burden now to be the one the meaning the chosen one born to bear and read to all the details of our ending to write it down for all the world to see but I forgot my pen shit the bed again typical and the typical is kind of like a self-deprecating humor aspect which is one thing that I love about Mm -hmm. Tool is they'll make these amazingly crafted songs from a musical standpoint Mm -hmm. but there will also be this kind of funny little joke kind of thrown in there you know like if we're talking about deep tool cuts Maynard's dick off of the Salival tape Mm -hmm. great song Mm -hmm. from a musical standpoint (laughs) literally about Maynard's penis the song's Mm -hmm. titled Maynard's dick yeah yeah, oh God, it's like awesome. a it's like a B side off of, or even that track on Anima where the guy's talking about cigarettes and dying. That one guy, what is that out? What's that song called? Hooker with a penis. No, that's a good one too. That's a great one. <laughs> it's the guy where the guy's just rambling. Yeah, it's like uh... I fucking kill you or like. Oh, <laughs> it's one of those interlude tracks. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, right? He's like dying of cancer and he just hates the world. Yeah, damn it. 
I forgot what that song's about. But, but yeah. Interludes it, for Tool are just so different. Yeah. Every album is a different set. Yeah. Which is really fun. And this one was a lot of like drone, droning kind of sounds. You know, mm-hmm. it was very medit. Like this album mm-hmm. for me, it's kind of a meditative mm-hmm. kind of album. You know, it, it feels very like, whoa. Like if you listen to it cover to cover, mm-hmm. you get these hyped up points with you know vicarious and zombie starting it off and then it's like hey chill out for like two songs mm-hmm. here's another yeah. song chill out you know mm-hmm. it it kind of it's very meditative and feel very introspective almost mm-hmm. and uh kind of like we talked about with the floater episode when i did that writing project in sixth grade and talked about stone by stone by floater we did it Again, two years later, shout out to small public schools not being able to get new curriculum because it's recycled, bitch. That's right. Um, <laughs> so I did, we did this music review project in sixth grade. I did Floater. And then in eighth grade, we did it again. And I did this album. So this yeah, is this is my second time cool. getting to review 10,000 Days. Nice. And I did, dude, I it was like the first hundred percent I've ever gotten on a massive project like that because I showed I like did a whole biography about Tool, talked about this album, played the Vicarious music video on a projector, okay. and then I like told enough about Tool and everything that I did Tool Jeopardy at the end of it, and I had like oh. found this PowerPoint template that was like yeah. hey throw this in, and I had like a bunch of like tool album covers and like inserts Dang. like behind all the jeopardy buttons and shit dude, it was that, tight that powerpoint oh, must have gone crazy dude it was nuts it was probably, <laughs> it was probably <laughs> super laggy with the transitions with how much stuff you had in it dude it was <laughs> wild and that was in school that's yeah awesome. i was in eighth grade man that's really cool that's fucking cool yeah shout out mckenzie middle school <laughs> tiny i did something similar in 10th grade with the danzig mother video the original mother video where he sacrifices a chicken over this chicken in a bikini and i played that yeah the whole class and the girls like left the class class like what are you doing i'm like you told me i could do this yeah yeah dude (laughs) that's the original dance so good christ i was so happy that's savage right they were they were kind of disturbed by the vicarious video when he's got like the tadpoles Uh, coming out of his hands they were like what is this and i was like you honkies just wait (laughs) i was like we're i was like this is Two minutes into a seven-minute song. <laughs> Going in deep tonight, Lee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's good. But uh, what do you say we get into some top threes, boys? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. So number three for me was Jombie. Love that song. Uh, that end part where it just starts going chaotic and damn my eyes and all that stuff. Love that part. Number two for me was Right in Two. Uh, I love the... The intro talking about uh, monkeys killing, uh, give them thumbs, they make a club and beat their brother down. Like mm-hmm. that lyric is that whole song. It gives me chills even talking about it. Number one goes without saying, Rosetta Stoned. And then my honorable mentions, Vicarious and the pot. Have to throw the pot in there. Right. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, honorable mention for me was Jombie. It's one of the more memorable tracks I remember listening to when that album came out. And I love the guitar work on that. Uh, number three, right in two. Uh, number two, the pot, just because mm-hmm. it was just a catchy song. And then I went to number one with Ten Thousand Days. It's a song I skipped yes. over in the past because it was a slow intro. But man, I became a fan again. Yeah. So it's my time now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if any album has a title track 
that is the title of the album, you know it's got to be good. Right. So mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to wait eleven minutes. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> with Tool, yeah, you're definitely a couple yeah, decades. You definitely have to wait. Yeah, with, with Tool, yeah. a couple minutes. Uh, if I'm going top three, honorable mention. First off, uh, I'm gonna go with the Pot. Yep. Um, top three though, I'm gonna go Rosetta Stoned. Okay. Three. Nice. Uh, Vicarious for second, and then Jambi. Yeah. Jambi just it the whole song just keeps that intensity, and then the back half of it just really amps it up and it mm-hmm. the louder that song goes to the better it sounds I yeah it's all in my car just cranking up. yeah like, oh, this yeah. is too loud i'm like no no this is just it, right it's not loud this enough. is right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i need to get like i i feel like when i was look because i listened to this when i was coming here i feel like i got here in like two minutes yeah <laughs> and like the song is like seven minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's badass man i'm glad you like this mm-hmm. i'm glad y'all like this um but anyways that was Ten Thousand days by tool which was my pick for this episode. We'll be right back to dive into the next one. All right. We just wrapped up talking about 10,000 days by tool. 10 of the thousand days. Uh, which was my pick for this week. We're going to go ahead and uh, talk about Jake's. So what you got, man? I got some Melody Symphony, uh, A Journey to You. I think that's how it's pronounced. I think, I think so, too. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure so. that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. But yeah, Melody Symphony, A Journey to You, it came out in 2019. Um, I found out initially of this guy through, um, like at the time I was listening to a lot of mixes of... Mm-hmm like I guess hip-hop beats yeah um, and on a compilation on YouTube when I, his songs came on mm-hmm. and I liked it I was like oh who is this guy uh, so I looked into his catalog he's been doing music for a long time very um, he's got a very like broad discography of like songs where it's just him producing other where he's like does collabs with someone um, but yeah, this is one of my favorite albums of his. Um, I have three, I have two other albums of his, so I'll definitely bring him up later down the road. But Hell yeah. Really? I didn't. As far as this one goes, what do we think about it? I loved it, man. This was, uh, it's a classic case of you see an artist's name and don't know anything. I didn't even know, like, I was so glad when you said his name on last week's episode because I kept seeing it like online and I was like, how the hell do you even say that? Like, That's not English. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. like, I kept being like, Melody Sinfai or something. Like, it just... Melody <laughs> Sinfani yeah. or like, I don't know. And then, you know, you said it and I was like, goddamn. But yeah, this was my full introduction to Melody Symphony and goddamn, dude. I was not... It, and again, it's that classic thing. You don't know what an artist does and so you have... Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, with you kind of go off of the context clues of how you hear about them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it must be a rapper of some sort, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like I was, in my opinion, like when I was th- hearing of him, I was like, oh, it must be like some JPEG mafia kind of thing, kind of uh-huh. kind of yeah. like him because I kind of kept hearing it in that context. Uh, it's not uh, yeah. at all. Uh, I was, I loved this. 
it was very just soothing and smooth. It's like a breath of fresh air within an album. And I I walked up to you at corporate when dude, you were that when was you the were best on, thing ever, dude. When you were on lunch and I was like, yeah. Hey bro, I've been listening to Melody Symphony and the one thing I said was like, <laughs> That flute goes brazy, yeah. man And you were like, Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, that flute is going ape shit yeah, the I, whole time. It is there for sure. Oh uh, and, and man, like that was that was my favorite part of the whole album. I was like, Man, just the just going insane. Yeah. I was like, damn, okay. Uh, so no, I loved it. I was very happy that this. I feel like this was a uh, a perfect introduction to his music. So I'm I'm definitely down for you to bring him up again. Hell, I might oh, even yeah. I might even listen to him before you bring them up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but no, I loved it. I thought this was I thought this was tight. <laughs> what other, oh, yeah. do you have? Like albums before this one that he released? Or yeah, what? I have uh, one before this. It has, has a funky name. It's okay. like. It's, but they're his solo projects. Yeah, he has. Okay. He has. I have one of that one. I have his one that he did in 2020 called Fragments. That okay. one's also super good. That one's got a very cool album color cover. He always has very cool album covers. But uh, yeah, I have a couple of his other stuff. Yeah, because like you brought up when you started talking, he's been doing this for a while. Yeah, he's from Switzerland. He's a Swiss producer. This is the third album. What I noticed right away was like a heavy jazz influence with like yeah. a world music vibe to it. And mm-hmm. that just caught my ear because I feel like a lot of the songs weren't similar, but they had that same type of vibe. And we can create an album that incorporates all that into the, the song structure. It just makes for a fun listen, you know? Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it was fun. No, that was another thing to me, too. You know, I kind of said it at the beginning uh, in the intro to the episode we we aren't doing a that's why i said a strictly hip-hop album but mm-hmm. this does kind of have some aspects of mm-hmm. you know like uh insert artist here type beat kind mm-hmm. of thing um, yeah and but outside of that you know it, it's that's like a reach to consider it like hip-hop beats or whatever because it does have that heavy heavy jazz influence in it mm-hmm. and very yeah. free form you know, like I just mentioned, the flutes going bananas on it most of the time. Mm-hmm. The the drum tracks on it are are very out there for an instrumental like producer album. Mm-hmm. The drum tracks are very intricate. I noticed. You know, there's a lot of like. Yeah, I was blown away that this was just a producer. Honestly, yeah, it's kind of crazy because there's a lot of like live instrumentation too, like with the flute. There's some standing bass in there. You hear some mm-hmm. piano and a couple of songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a producer, I think he he's really he's getting like a feel of what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and at this point for this album, you could tell that he's already kind of like as a full formed. So, producer. I know this is kind of a dumb question to ask because I doubt I don't know if you know. Mm-hmm. Does he? So it because there's producing and like crap like you know using an instrument plugin and like keying it up to make that flute run or whatever or finding a sample of it i wonder if he's like taking these like making these sounds raw like taking those Mm -hmm. sounds like you know and just keyboarding it up which is bananas unless this motherfucker is insane at the flute i think that's what he's doing which is also insane to think about because he's a producer right yeah yeah he is also multi-instrumental oh okay 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 he there may we go. Do it himself. I'm not too sure. I some um, of those some of those sounds that he's making, man. I think he if if he is a multi instrumentalist, that makes the most sense because 
God forbid, if you were to be like, hey, recreate this flute sound mm-hmm. with this crazy, like, yeah. run, mm-hmm. I, I would just not make music. I'd be like, no, yeah, right. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to play the flute. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, so that's impressive. That is. Being a multi-instrumentalist like that and also being a producer mm-hmm. is, I have a lot of respect for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's really unique, really neat. Um, he does have a couple guest appearances on it, I guess. Those tracks are great. Oh. Actually, it says it right here. I did not look at the backside, <laughs> but it says "Flute" on track one, two, three, and ten by Emin Otore. Yeah, that guy slaps. Emin uh, Otore, yeah. whoever if, that is, whoever that guy is, is going bananas. Give him a Grammy. Uh, yeah, there's right a couple now. vocalists that he has on here. Uh, he has uh, Paul Markey on bass on track. Hell yeah, ten. That uh, name he, rings a bell. He's got a trumpet on track four. Yeah, he's got a lot of live instrumentation on it. Okay. Um, one of my favorite songs uh, that was really unique. Um, I think it's "Enjoy Your Life." Enjoy your life. Or, no, it's "Keep on Searching." Keep on searching. Mm-hmm. Great song. Uh, there's like a female vocalist on yeah. it, and he like kind of uses that as like a sound. Like, yeah. He uses her voice as like a build up. And like a break on the song it's fucking nuts mm-hmm. yeah it's really nuts but yeah from the opening track uh longo do rio insane opening track to an album it's probably one of his most streamed songs I probably one have, of the better yeah. tracks on that album too. yeah, yeah like the, it's one of so the good. hell of an intro mm-hmm. to the album mm-hmm. and especially like i said my intro to this i was like all right cool we're in it mm-hmm. here yeah. we are mm-hmm. and then it kind of just it has that formula where it just everything just is seamless flowing into each other and really just creating an amazing sound all together mm-hmm. and you know you do you get the strictly instrumental tracks and then you get the ones with a, a vocalist whether it's male or female and they yeah. knock it out of the park that song with Junes on oh, it yeah. um, shit, what song is that that's uh, uh words words yeah words is amazing mm-hmm. love that song that june's feature really it and he really picked the perfect songs to have someone come on mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. after listening i was like oh there's like some vocals on this that's cool yeah and then listening to it i was like yeah those were the best songs he could have had like an actual vocalist on mm-hmm. because the other ones work so well at just from an instrument just as an instrumental mm-hmm. and, and so that's really being in touch with your craft and what you're doing and mm-hmm. and so again i am in love with the fact that he's a multi-instrumentalist ever since he told me that i'm like yeah it makes sense because he knew it was like yeah all this makes sense i don't want a vocalist on it mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, he, he definitely, the songs that are instrumental, it's cool because when you think of instrumental and kind of in this genre, that it's like, I guess, beat hip-hop or like, there's a word for lo-fi, it. Lo-fi. Yeah, like lo-fi yeah. kind of. You kind of just think of like a beat that's just like kind of repetitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. kind of sounds the same. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, kind of like... Uh, special herbs you know because those like beats that, those yeah. beats are kind of repetitive They're kind of you know? the same thing it, mm-hmm. it's this album it's like that but it's different yeah it has you know it has a flute it's got a standing bass it's got sections where it breaks up yeah it changes the pitch on it it mm-hmm. adds one more thing a vocal like um for an instrumental album it's definitely one that i come back to all the time um, yeah. anytime that any song on this comes on like on my shuffle uh like I'll let it play. Yeah. It's absolutely bonkers, like, what he did with this album. Yeah. Um, 
and to compare it to uh, another thing that we've covered on this, you know, kind of piggybacking off what we were just saying about how, you know, it's not a hip hop instrumental album. Because, you know, if you go back and listen to uh, Rapper's Best Friend 4 uh, from the instrumental episode, mm-hmm. it, when, when people produce for hip hop, right? They produce for a verse and a chorus and a verse. Like, they, there's a very, very finite structure that they're kind of shooting for. And you can kind of get away with uh, fudging that a little bit within that realm. But to have something like this where it is, you know, production drums uh, being used and everything to where you almost could see someone rapping on it. But when you listen to it as a whole, it's like, nah, this is just a great... To, it's a good standalone, like just by yeah, itself. Yeah, it's standalone, like jazz, like electro jazz album or whatever mm-hmm. the hell you want to call it. it it's it because it doesn't have that, you know, kind of structure. And then if you listen to Rapper's Best Friend Four, like I said, or Special Herbs, like uh, off of that album in particular, Arrowroot has those yeah. spots where it breaks out, and you're like, oh, this is where a new That's verse kicks in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so this was kind of interesting because I had heard of him from the rap universe Mm -hmm. and to be like oh holy hell this isn't rap beats at all this is um this is fantastic like produced jazz which is sick Mm -hmm. electro jazz it's a great term yeah i love it yeah Yeah. i was like i don't know i don't know what the hell else to call (laughs) it man because it's because it has such it's just it's you know uh scotch on the rocks and in Mm -hmm. uh, in suits type of type (laughs) of music you know what i mean it's definitely like when you listen to this some songs are more relaxed some songs are more upbeat um some you kind of want to dance to some you just want to like you know mellow out just listening to the lyrics yeah um 100 but yeah definitely um melody symphony he's a great producer he's one of my favorites um coming from uh, switzerland right hmm? switzerland. it's pretty cool he's a Swiss yeah, producer. pretty cool um and yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys liked it. Definitely yeah. check out his other stuff. I, I was looking at his uh, like Spotify like top songs. Mm-hmm. It used to just be like Longo do Rio, and then like everything else was like a couple hundred thousand here and there. But he's definitely gotten more recognition, yeah, yeah. Um, which is awesome. We love to see that for mm-hmm. an artist. And one thing that I like because I looked him up. Uh, just to see, you know, like look at a Wikipedia or something. He somehow doesn't have one yet, which is, you know, fine. I know it's hard to find a lot of info. Yeah, on yeah. It, it, he, he's he's getting big. You know, we're kind of we're we're kind of covering him in the midst of him getting big. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing that I really liked that I recommend if y'all at home go and listen to this and you like this album, you want it on vinyl. Uh, it's Jakarta Records is the website. If you yeah. look, if you look him up, it's one of the. If you look this album up, actually, it's one of the first links you can click. Uh, you can decide how much you pay for this album over seventeen dollars, or seventeen Dang. euros, or whatever. That's so cool. that's pretty. And cool. so if you that. wanna, if you wanna support an artist uh, outside of the shelf price of an album, you can you know make that twenty twenty five. 25 euros however much i like that which i thought was really cool because i was like damn like i like this enough to where i would i was like i would drop 20 30 bucks on this album 30 bucks on this album yeah Yeah. exactly and so i clicked on that jakarta records because i thought that would be like a synopsis like a bio and no it was just a listing for this album and it's like pay over 
or minimum 17 euros or whatever, but you can pay more than that. Damn. And so that's cool. That. That's really cool. If you guys like that, I'll probably that's probably how I'll end up getting this album because this is one I am definitely going to get if you want it. I suggest going that route because that's really tight, you know, because we got to we got to support we got to support the artist. Man. Yeah, that's cool how that you brought that up. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I got this off. Uh, found that out I at went, work. I went in person. I went in person and got this. I found this at uh, House of Records. It was just like in like new new arrivals. New arrivals. Yeah. Damn. So brought this in. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, I know what oh, that like is. Brought it like it was in the yeah in the newer like oh, arrivals. Okay. Damn. Someone brought it in. And I was what? like, oh. I know what that is. I'm picking that up. Yeah. Uh, uh, another cool thing, one of his EPs that I also own, uh, Sichtok. Yeah, that's a weird word. It's a weird name. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a Swedish name or something. But uh, he dropped the YouTube link that I sent you guys. The okay. Tokyo song. And yeah, and that song's on that album. And on that YouTube link, there's in the comments he put like a pinned comment of how to get the album. Okay. And if you like go to it, it's still there. Mm-hmm. It was 500 limited copies for that, and he dropped it on that YouTube video in the comments. Oh wow! Oh, dude! Yeah, it's pretty. Cool. I, it's pretty. Cool. I like this guy more now, dude. It's I'm falling in love cool. with this dude. This is fucking it's, sweet. If you click on the link, it's like 404 not found because people bought it. Sure. Oh no! But you, could, you could still get it online. Yeah, through, like you know, that's crazy. That's like the coolest like niche marketing yeah, strategy yeah, of all time. Really if you want this, come get it. Mm-hmm. Here yeah. it is. If you don't like me enough to look me up on YouTube, yeah, eat it. <laughs> like, like how, how would you know? How would you know? You have to be in the know to like you know kind of find out these stuff because it's like not right not as super big but Mm -hmm. yeah it's i like that he is getting a lot more recognition nowadays um so yeah definitely support your local not i guess not local but support an artist you know support the artist you like yeah support the artist you like uh however you however you can do that whether it's going to a show and buying merch or Mm -hmm. you know finding some weird link to where you can pay more than shelf price because you feel like being a good human yeah um yeah i love that kind of stuff because cool. it, it, it's very band camp you know yeah. mm-hmm. like i had a buddy or still have a buddy that's weird to say uh my buddy patrick was in a folk punk like not folk punk they were def they were punk it was like garage punk band up at osu mm-hmm. and he put his stuff on band camp and it was kind of that same structure but it was like pay minimum one dollar to buy their ep Okay. And so yeah. I, I was like, here's like five bucks. Like, yeah. to, uh, they were called the Krusty Krabs, <laughs> nice. and their album was called a, a Thousand Hits of Acid. Oh my god! <laughs> and they recorded it on like a shitty like cassette recorder that they put outside of the room they were jamming in. So it's Dang. like the most basement punk shit wow. of all time. But that when I That's looked funny. this up and saw like the buying structure of it, I was like, man, I haven't seen this since my boy was on Bandcamp. Yeah. <laughs> Very much like that. Very much like that. Um, but yeah, shall we get into top threes? Yeah, kick us off, boy. Uh, if I'm going top threes, let me look at the track list here. Um, top three. I'm gonna go number three. Checkmate. Uh, uh, Tropico Lolo. Pixar. Tropico Lolo. Tropico Lolo. I that. <laughs> Flute is nuts. It's nuts. That's the one where I think where you were saying the flute goes dummy. It's it's yeah. No, it's that song goes hard with the flute. Um, That's my probably number three. Okay. Uh, Number two, I'm gonna go light. 
Light, okay. Uh, and then my favorite song, probably either, I can't say either, but I'll go Longo Dorio, uh, Honorable yep. Mention, Keep on Searching, but really every other song. Every yeah. Every song I've, mm-hmm. I've heard this album so many times, so it's like, right. I can't choose. Yeah. But. That was essentially me with 10,000 Days, so I feel you. Yeah. And a lot of the other, like, yeah. I feel like... Most of our albums that we bring up. I feel like the three of us, like, we will sometimes bring up an album, like, you know, we'll go through the formula, bring up, like, oh, I want to talk about this album, but then there's sometimes where we bring up an album that we, like, I love this goddamn album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then it's, yeah, like, yeah, and then your honorable mentions are just, like listen to it listen yeah. to the goddamn thing because that that's my honorable mention is the rest of yep. the goddamn album so mm-hmm. that's that's tight that's a good one uh honorable mention would be keep on searching for me uh number three water drops number two tropicolo and then longo de rio was my favorite it just opens the album up and it just it sets really the bar does. for what you're gonna hear very much so uh for me number three gonna be a common theme tropicololo was number three for me number two was words loved that june mm. feature on it uh and number one for me was peace on earth nice. actually that one i really liked uh and then honorable mentions for me alongo dorio and uh there is you actually okay. i feel like there is you was kind of a i was like i can feel that this is kind of underrated but i really vibe with this so Damn. yeah those are my top three i liked uh the intro to i think it's a fool's moon where it's like it's like uh just an interview of someone and it's like you don't understand music music it's like therapeutic it's like i don't know what he's saying the dialogue but it like it perfectly time capsules this album it's like right music is more than just what you hear it's like expression it's like yeah it's a different language it's Mm -hmm. it's something you can't understand but yeah definitely check this album out i think you'd like it Hell yeah. And that album he's mentioning is A Journey to You by Melody Symphony, uh, which was that man, Jacob's pick, for this week. Uh, We'll be right back to uh, wrap it up, talk about Matt's. All right. Let's wrap this baby up. But before we do that, let's talk about one last album, one that I'm super stoked to talk about. Outside of the musical content, they're local. So who are we talking about, Matt? We're talking about a band from Portland called Menomina. Menomina. This is their uh, debut self-produced album from 2003 called I Am The Fun Blame Monster. Amazing name for a band mm-hmm. and an album. Mm-hmm. It is very cool. Uh, one of the band members created their own software to record this album. It's called Dealer. Really? Whoa. And so they used that to make this whole album, which is, I think, in 2003 is kind of ahead of its time. There's a lot of programs out there to record with at that time, but to make your own? Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? It's pretty, pretty unique. Pretty yeah. unique. That's crazy. Um, I stumbled across this from a friend that was playing uh, 20 Call Revolt, and I'm like, oh, that's a cool trumpet you know, sample. This is a cool beat. And then after I heard the rest of the album, I was like, wow. And they're from Portland. I was like, even yeah. better. So uh, a little unique. Yeah, the lyricism and the vocal are a little more uh, not as you don't hear that as more as mm-hmm. much. You hear the uh, instrumentation and the drums more. Um, but when you do, you do hear the lyricism, I think it stands out pretty well. Um, what do you guys think? I was floored, honestly, with uh, you know when you get when we intro these albums. 
you know, we can kind of try to pin a genre on it. And I liked that you almost didn't even try to yeah. because it's hard. And I was I was honestly kind of like blown away with it because of how unique it was in a lot of in a lot of different ways. Um, I like that it's a two piece band that I found out that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. And uh, even with a two piece band, you know, like Jake, you remember we covered Black Keys back in the day. Mm-hmm. It's it's still very much guitar, bass, drums, vocals. Like that's what the no matter what the size of your band is, that's the layer, like the foundation the layer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and these guys say screw all that, and it's like piano and heavy saxophone over awesome drum beats i loved the drumming on this album for how unique it was given the fact that it wasn't an orthodox band Mm -hmm. from that from that kind of uh viewpoint uh and the lyricism on it you know is not very prominent Mm -mm. but it's kind of like what the hell are they talking about and then the use of vocal effects like on e is stable Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. love that little like the mm-hmm. the yeah. school intercom kind mm-hmm. of sample like vocal effect mm-hmm. they i love this because you know and especially after finding out it was a two-piece band mm-hmm. i was like god damn dude i was like they really did something mm-hmm. like right. you know they really managed to make something so unique mm-hmm. that doesn't sound like anything else mm-hmm. and so i i was amazed by this also um fuck trying to get this on discogs jesus christ oh i tried to announce oh records God. they're like it's gonna be a little expensive i'm like how much i'm like okay yeah no discogs like the lowest i saw was like 250 it's like oh, it's like selling damn. an it's like trying to buy an alchemist record on discogs Dang. dude it, unreal that's I was cool like, though that they like press their stuff yeah that's really cool i think when this album came out they only had 500 copies pressed and then mm. somebody else reissued it back in 2007 i think so yeah. it's out there but man to pay over probably hard to 250 get. for an album yeah I don't know about that. And what I like what you were saying earlier about uh, the lyricism of the vocalist, he's also the drummer. Yeah. To be able mm. to drum and sing at the same time. Playing guitar and singing at the same time is difficult. That's hard of it, yeah. But mm-hmm. to drum and keep a beat and be able to, you know, sing as well, it's a talent all in itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. I honestly didn't know it was two piece or two person band until you guys brought it up. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. It sounds like a lot more. But mm-hmm. they hold up you're about five hours time. after me finding that out. Yeah, I found I, out about like eight a.m. this morning. I was like, "Holy no idea. shit!" That's fucking nuts. But the, yeah, they're really good, um, and it's early too. Two thousand three, mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. early. Right. That's really like it feels early for music, but it, music's been around forever. But mm-hmm. them doing their own program, not knowing that too, yeah. like that's also nutty. Mm-hmm. Um, also, that they're from Portland, like mm-hmm. they're locally, like it, like. This is what's yeah. coming out of the woodworks. Like, right. this, yeah, this is what's. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great listen. Uh, definitely, really like this album. Um, a couple of songs were pretty funny. Um, not only the lyrics, but uh, the uh, the titles also. Strongest man in the world. I think of that song as the Bean song because <laughs> the lyrics are just like I am fused out of iron iron or like like i don't know if he's like iron deficiency like you, just got, you gotta eat more beans or something like <laughs> get something on your diet but yeah a lot of the songs on this some of them they're instrumental too a lot of mm-hmm. them uh really great instrument instrumental tracks mm-hmm. um yeah man 
great listening, great find. Like, I yeah. this is another one of those. We always bring it up. Never mm-hmm. would have heard of these guys. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I stumbled across it on accident from a friend. Curveball Matt. Yeah. yeah. But like you said, the lyricism, like, from the opening track, Cough Coughing, like, I wash behind my ears. You know, like, just, just weird <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah. Like, and it just yeah, flows so, so well. Portland. <laughs> it know? is very, very, very Portland. <laughs> right? And to kind of tie in to their Portland their Portland uh, roots uh, their first show they ever did was at like a high school or something wasn't it and the first song they ever like that they played at that first show was a Flaming Lips cover Flaming Lips was on an episode of Portlandia and are very fond of Portland like they love playing in Portland and all that stuff so I was like wow that's actually pretty unique that like mm-hmm. you know that's pretty interesting like how it all ties together you know port like the show about portland had portland, flaming yeah, lips yeah. Mm-hmm. and then you know Menomina, that was their one of their first songs they covered was a, a lip song and mm-hmm. i was like damn that's pretty tight uh and you know it is you know you guys mentioned the the funny lyricism it is true but there's it's their sound is so unique that mm-hmm. I didn't catch on to that stuff until about like the second or third time I listened to this. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that's what the li- like he's talking about taking a bath. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was about kiss coffee. me, kiss me, please. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. what is this about? And then, uh, but their sound, man, like that saxophone on 20 cell revolt or mm-hmm. uh, 20 call revolt mm-hmm. is just that droning saxophone is so gnarly over that drum beat mm-hmm. like oh my god mm-hmm. dude such nastiness that they made that they were able to pull off on this it's yeah. like how the hell haven't i heard about this before yeah. because this mm-hmm. this kind of stuff is so unique and you know it did come out in 03 but i was like dude this would have been perfect for like the big indie wave that came out oh, yeah. in like 2014 remember mm-hmm. yep. when indie started popping up i was like mm-hmm. dude if this would have come out then People would have gone bananas. Yeah. Some of the songs on it too, they do, it sounds like a complete band and it sounds really good. It sounds yeah. kind of like rock influenced. Um, one song that caught me um, off guard, The Monkey's Back. Uh, that song, mm-hmm. it's it's so like upbeat and fast paced. Mm-hmm. Um, it mm-hmm. kind of feels like a rock song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I like that about that. Um, that it's, like kind of different from the instrumental tracks that they had before right. this, like uh, Oahu, an instrumental track. Such a great uh, track. Such a good yes. song. I love that so song. Uh, Trigger hiccups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> great song great title song by itself, title. Yeah. dude. So uh, good. A lot of these songs, man, super good. Nepali, mm-hmm. also another great. Um, I think that's an instrumental, or there may be a little bit of singing, but not a lot. Um, yeah, they. It, for being two people, I mean, they pull it off well. Mm-hmm. They yeah. pull it off really well, and I mean, I'd imagine that they'd have been playing before this, but for this being a debut, um, and it's still holding up, and mm-hmm. it's still like you guys mentioned, hard to find. Mm-hmm. And if it's that priced, like it's it, it says something. Right, right. It, it does. Their sound yeah. definitely changed after this album a little bit more. Not poppy, but it it wasn't this album, you know, yeah. which is fine. It's, that's what you do as you progress as an artist. But yeah. to come out with this as your debut, it's just a very unique time to do it. Yeah, yeah. very much so. Mm-hmm. I I mean, you said the name, and I was like, I have no clue what the hell that is. Yeah. Right. And, then, <laughs> and then looked at the album cover, and I was like, what? It looks like something this? like 
one of their like baby cousins. Yeah, it looks like something I would draw <laughs> on someone's notebook in class to mess with them. Yeah, like, oh, here's a dino, here's a dragon, and here's then I was like, I was literally like, am I what is this? And I immediately, that was one of the, I, like that's why I messaged. I was like, yo, I listened to the first song off that album. I'm already a fan. I had to listen to it because I was so confused as to what the hell that was going on. Mm, I was like the, yeah. the band name and then the artwork. I was like. What the heck? Yeah, well, it's a blame monster. I was you like, know? yeah, it's just a blame it's monster. A blame He's gonna monster. blame you for leaving your socks He's in fun. the laundry. <laughs> yeah. You know how people say like you can't make a album album cover out of anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. you definitely can. <laughs> you one hundred percent can. Yeah, with this album cover, you definitely can. I know the original album came out with some intricate artwork and like a flip book. Yeah, that's what it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. that yeah. was handmade by one of the. I think it was like the not not the drummer mm-hmm. was the one who did because he was working at like Kinkos or something. And he was like right. hand making these flip books to mm-hmm. release with that's the CDs. Cool. So <laughs> cool to have a copy of that would be that ideal. Would, that's yeah. probably the one that's on Discogs. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> it's it, a vinyl size yeah, flip book. Yeah, that'd right. be sick. Right. Still in the shrink and everything. Oh yeah, my yeah. god. That's cool. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. It's a definitely a different album. Yeah. Have you so have you dove into more of their I have back I, catalog? I just it didn't stick as much as this album. Okay. Not that it's bad, but it's not the same as Right. As it's kinda one of those uh I kinda had that feeling. I was like, man, I'd be interested to hear like if Matt's heard anything else mm-hmm. by them because it does kind of seem one of those uh flash in the pan albums like mm-hmm. this is so damn unique, it's very good, very mm-hmm. cohesive. Uh, and has you know those underlying kind of layers to it I was like damn I wonder if this is just Menomina or if this was more this album there's another album mm-hmm. called I think it's Friend or Foe yeah yeah mm-hmm. this is, that's, that's worth listening to okay sure. yeah. I'll take a, I'll take a yeah. peek at that one I and for this to you know we talk we we mention this damn near every time we bring up a debut album but this is a solid debut mm-hmm. it was a fantastic debut album for these guys yeah I, I was very very I was very pleased with this. I, that's why I looked it up on Discogs. I was like, man, I gotta find this Portland guys. Let's see if it's on Disc. Oh my god, no, 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 no. Looking at their like photos too, it looks like so like Portland and so hipster. Like they're riding, they're riding in a two seat bike and like mm-hmm. drinking beer outside from a wine glass and <laughs> like. <laughs> They might oh, even be so on an episode good. of Portlandia. I don't yeah. know. I have to go back and watch it again. Yeah, like, maybe I saw extra, them. They might have been extras. Right? Right? Maybe. Cool. Well, I'll go with my top three. Okay. Uh, my honorable mentions, I got two with uh, Cough Coughing being a great start to the album, and then 20 mm. Call Revolt because it's yeah. the first track I heard from them. Uh, number three, Trigger Hiccups, uh, basically because of the song title. It's, yeah. It, it mm-hmm. just sounds so fun. Uh, number two, Strongest Man in the World. Mm-hmm. And I like Tawahu as my top. Yep. It's just got the instrumental aspect. It's got the light vocal in there where you can barely understand what he's saying yeah, or hear what he's saying. Um, it just has a cool vibe with the droney guitar and it just, yeah. just has like an ambient feel. So. Yeah, and that live video you sent was very nice too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll piggyback off of that. Honorable mentions for me, Tony Call Revolt and Oahu. Uh, number three for me was Shirt, actually. Uh, number two, Strongest Man in the World. And number one, E is Stable. Uh, just that drum intro and then hearing that vocal effect to start the song off, I mm-hmm. was like, damn. Uh, it was early favorite for me. And then after listening to the whole thing multiple times, I was like, yeah, that's still, mm-hmm. that's it for me. Yeah. Um, a lot of these songs I liked. Um, and they have, it's almost a 20 song album. Because I think they released this one and then they added 
another one that was like the I am the way monster plus like nine, nine B sides, sides. Yeah, yeah. Sides. and that's, and that's where can... shirt comes from mm-hmm. is, is one yep. of those nine B mm-hmm. sides I was yeah. like I liked it enough to put it in there hell yeah okay yeah because I have a lot like posh isolation uh, uh, divad a lot of those yeah. songs also the, on the back and they're good but mm-hmm. if I'm going top three on this um, I'm gonna go honorable mention uh, let's all unite okay yep uh, top three I'm gonna go uh, trigger hiccups uh, the monkey's back and then Oahu. Nice. Um, yeah, but yeah, great stuff, man. I, oh yeah, I like these like small bands, small groups, especially if they're local. Like, yeah, kind of makes me a little bit yeah. more proud of you know where we're like at and like what we have around us. So, yeah. yeah, well, and it's and it's great too. You know, we just talked about Autolux, which was a great group, and then you know. Matt, you've kind of gone like you've been on this kind of streak of obscurity, and I'm really here for it. You know, you went with Ride and then Auto Lux and then this, and I'm like, all of these were so damn good. <laughs> like, how'd I never hear these before? Right. Um, so, just like, just like you guys are introducing me to other artists that I've never heard. I feel like I need to pass it on to you because a lot of these artists I'd never heard before. Somebody else passed it on to me. Yeah, so being yeah. able to share that with you guys is yeah. so fulfilling, and be able to share it with the viewers as well. So. Yeah, and it's like it's you know what the cave people did. That's how they passed mm-hmm. history down, which right. is word of mouth. I heard mm-hmm. this from this other so caveman. So, yeah. yeah, here's here's your life story basically. Yep. Uh, so I I really do appreciate that too. Um, but anyway, that was I Am the Fun Blame Monster by Menomina. Uh, great album. Great band from Portland. Go ahead and check that out. That was Matt's yeah. pick for this week. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, tell the viewers what's up with uh, the Tribe episode, huh? What's up with the Tribe episode? Well, as we uh, kind of alluded to last episode and this episode, uh, next week is episode 40, which means another special edition of What You Spin In. Uh, This one will be the A Tribe Called Quest edition of What You Spin In. Um, We're going to go ahead, go in order as per usual, just because it's a special episode doesn't mean anything changes with the formula. Uh, So with that being said, I'm going first, and I'm going, oh, get the glare out, The Low End Theory by a tribe called quest uh which was their second album released in 91 i believe let's check that that sounds about right it does it's around that time around that time 90, 91 yeah, yep right second album released in 1991 uh great album great tracks we'll talk about that later though what you got mine their debut album uh from tribe make sure we get you're good. But you see what it is. You know what it is. Uh, it's people's instinctive travels and the paths of rhythm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bangers on that. Bangers, yeah. Bangers all throughout. I right. think their catalog is one of the best in hip-hop. Yeah. No it's very th- strong. Like, we're we're covering their first three, but and it's the strongest first three run mm-hmm. I think you'll find in hip-hop. <sighs> and even like we'll we'll dive into this uh, on the actual episode but even the stuff after has stuff that's worth mentioning mm-hmm. which we will bring up mm-hmm. um but what do you got matt uh i'll go with the third album from 1993 midnight marauders uh no glare on their one yep all their album covers are so unique um this is not the exception at all this has got something going on 
Yeah. Um, and I would go back to your album. A lot of uh, hip hop artists go back to this as a great influence. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. All their albums are that. Yeah. Low end theory, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, we were uh, we were talking earlier this week, uh, the three of us, and we were saying how we're surprised no one's brought up Wu Tang yet. Mm -hmm. uh, other than the like, the closest we got was Liquid Swords with 1995. Mm -hmm. um, and then Jacob was like, "Yeah, that's you said. Yeah, that's probably like the most influential rap group, but Tribe is like where it's at, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, like they like Wu Tang's great. All those guys, you know, mm -hmm. you God, Ghostface Killer, and the Met. Yeah, all those guys. <laughs> mm -hmm. But Tribe, dude, you can. I I feel like." A tribe called Quest, you can kind of see the influence more nowadays. It's mm -hmm. like they've really, like a lot of these artists really do go back to all three of these albums for really impactful influence because they changed the game. Mm -hmm. But enough about that for now. We'll catch you next time for What You Spinning, episode 40. That's Jake, that's Matt, and I'm Dorian. Y'all have a great week. <laughs>